What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the XFL Podcast, episode number 19. We are breaking down the 2023 XFL Championships and celebrating the champions, the Arlington Renegades. I didn't think I was going to say that sentence ever on a microphone. I am one <laughs> half of your host. I am John Theris. I am joined, as always, not hiding today, with MG Geek. We are diverting a little bit off of our normal schedule, so the energy might be a little bit different. We're exactly about 12 hours early to our normal record time right now, <laughs> which, is, which is good. We're getting it in and out of the way, but it's going to be a short one. Um, welcome to the XFL Podcast. MG Geek is here. Let's drop a bomb for him. Some air horns for the Renegades. Yo. It is lit today. <laughs> MG, we're brought to you by, as always, by Habibi Clothing. Um, let's get right into it, man. Um, the XFL Championship happened. What are your initial thoughts? Uh, we should have started the episode with uh, Renegade by Sticks, but we're not the Pittsburgh Steelers, so we can't do that. <laughs> but, we'll get demonetized. Yeah. Very, very much so, very much so. But I had to throw that in there because it just popped in my head. Uh, but yeah, so I I enjoyed that game. There was a lot of hype around it. Um, I noticed like other outlets I hadn't been covering it before were talking about it. Um, I'm not only am I excited for the game, I was excited to see like how many people are uh, gotten into camps, which we're going to kind of discuss here um, a little bit. But yeah, um, overall, I enjoyed it. I shocked that DC looks feeble at times, absolutely feeble. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Uh, their defense you know, they just couldn't was, move the ball, and their mm-hmm. defense up and couldn't stop anybody um but before we get into that let's talk about how many people tuned in mg so the xfl championship um had an average of 1.4 million viewers on abc saturday night espn numbers are not included but it was simulcast there for comparison the usfl's 2022 championship on fox had 1.52 million last july so about Half a million or so less. Not bad numbers. Not bad numbers at all. ABC, you're garnering over a million, close to a million and a half. And that's not including the streaming numbers. So I would say they definitely probably hit over 1.52 that uh, the USFL got on Fox the previous year. What say you? Well, yeah. So so not to mention that um, they were going up against a lot of competition. And where the USFL is going to be more in the middle of the summer and there's going to be less competition just naturally because there isn't as much going on because that was after the NBA finals and after the NHL finals. So those, all that, all those playoff games were going on um, simultaneously as XFL. So I'd say that's a strong number for that time of year for that that particular weekend because there's a lot going on that weekend as far as sports goes so um, yeah yeah it's a solid number man it really is especially for and the it first was an year. entertaining game which was which was my biggest concern my biggest concern going when you have a foreign we thought it was gonna be a blowout a, yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i we thought it was gonna be a blowout in the opposite direction i mean four and six team <laughs> versus a nine and one team you haven't seen something this lopsided since the rams made the playoffs at seven and nine 
what was that 2015 or whatever year that happened so this is like this is just mind-boggling uh but we will get right into the game before we get into mg's notes i would like to say the official attendance number for the 2023 xfl championship game 22,754 and i actually wanted to get um a comparison for attendance but there's a there's 64,000 people that could sit there um if anyone knows us we follow wrestling and I'm trying to just get the 2023 Royal Rumble attendance number at the gate there were 42,928 at the gate so that that's the real mm-hmm. number we know WWE kind of kind of moves their number around so relatively 20,000 less than WWE Royal Rumble. I, I expected stadium. I expected that. Yeah. I mean That's they they, they clearly didn't have all the seg- sections open ones at the top I noticed. But yeah, right. for the most part it did look full, which is good. Yes. That's what you wanted. You wanted to look full on TV. And that and yes. for the most part they did that except some of those wide shots you can tell that some of the upper le- levels weren't open. But, but it's a good it, number it felt for them. like it really a, is. And it felt like a good environment to play a championship game in. But, MG, enough talking about uh, the aesthetics of the game. Let's get into the nit and grit of the game. Why don't you tell me about what happened? So, again, uh, Arlington Renegades uh, beat the D.C. Defenders 35-26. And I initially, when this started, I was like, what did I do to Enrique? You put, haven't put his graphic up yet. Enrique works so hard oh, for this program. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, now his graphic isn't going up. Ah, oh, mm. you broke Enrique's graphic. I broke Enrique's graphic. Hang on, I can get him up the old-fashioned way. I was about to say, um, manually, we're going to have to. Mm. This is what happens when we record at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and not 2 o'clock in the morning. There we okay, go. There we go. Look at that. Mm. Mm. We're leaving that up until we're done with this segment. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, just to just to go into this real quick. So obviously, when the game the game started, uh, I was shocked. Luis Perez came out like a just like a totally different quarterback, and his stats for the game 26 26 thirty six. 288 yards, three TDs. He was on fire. And Jordan Tiamo came on at the end, and they they were able to uh, – they had to throw the ball, which um, because they were behind in the second half was the first time it happened all season. And he was 16-30, 245 yards, two TDs, but he had three interceptions. Um, I was surprised by this, uh, how how – inept dc was um your boy Derek king was like a non-factor in this game they had no chance of even yeah. using him i don't even think he played i mean a few snaps right but he has no stats yeah. whatsoever um and like at the end so the big guy for dc that really kept him in the game was josh hammond um six six receptions 127 yards two tds um lucky jackson uh had a few yards, but he was kind of a non-factor as well. But yeah, but Arlington just spread the ball around. Um, just used four four different. Well, no, eight, oh yeah, 
one, two, three, four, five. Several receivers. Um, but yeah, they were all over the place. Um, three three passing touchdowns and uh, one rushing, and they looked they looked amazing. They really did. I was shocked at the difference. And their defense, their defense was solid all season, and it showed. Um, I did have a few notes that I uh, I took. I mentioned that Lewis Perez looked sharp, uh, and these were these were my initial thoughts as the game was going on. I was just typing them out quickly. Um, so when DC went three and out, I was like, okay, this is different. They don't seem as they don't seem as tight as they were, and then. And the other thing I noticed was, and I never noticed it before, but Luis Perez would come out and they would put that other quarterback in from time to time. Um, So that threw me off. But he only ran the ball. He never – was that Devon Smith? Is that his name? Devon. They did did literally – and he was their leading rusher, I believe, with 54 yards. Mm -hmm. But they literally Mm – they literally played – Every aspect mm. of the game, the way the D.C. defenders played all year, and D.C. didn't have an answer for their own, their own, their own, their own system. Yeah, like it was, it was That's literally, great. it was literally just watching the games in reverse. Like the dual quarterbacks, they were just moving the ball. They were stopping the D.C. defense. Arlen's, Arlington's, uh, excuse me, Arlington's defense was stopping D.C.'s offense. A lot of letters there um but it was just it was just it, mind yeah. baffling and mind-boggling and i turned it on i turned it on i got home late from uh where i was i was at a baby shower and it took by the time i turned it on it was 14 nothing because it was the end of the first quarter and i was thoroughly confused but you know dc does have the tendency to start a little bit slow at times we've seen it throughout the season so i'm just like okay you know, I felt comfortable in the over because I picked the over, and we didn't even go through that. Uh, I'll run through that here in a second. But I picked the over, so I was, I was feeling confident uh, at the end of the first quarter with Arlington pulling up two touchdowns, knowing how D.C. normally plays. I was like, okay, D.C. will come back here in the third, fourth quarter, have two big quarters, and this game will flip, but it'll hit the over. That's what I'm thinking. Didn't happen at all. Right. Uh, to check it out, I got five points this week. You got two points. You only picked Arlington to cover the spread, which they did. I picked Arlington to cover the spread and the over, which both ended up hitting for me. Uh, but, yeah, no, just mind-boggling. I was super confused. And, once again, just D.C. did not have an answer for their own medicine on every facet, every side of the football, including special teams. There were so many mistakes by the kickers in D.C. where they were – Giving the ball yeah. to Arlington on the forty-five yeah. yard line, short, short kicks. I noticed a couple short kicks um, uh, that they just which missed was, it. Mm, yeah, which that that right there brings a level of excitement in a different way from the NFL. In the NFL, you have the kicker can make can make or miss that last kick to win or lose the game. We have mm-hmm. seen it numerous yep. times. It has happened here. The kicker could still make or break the game, but on the kickoff or the kick return. Yep. And it was every time DC got in a position to come up here uh, late in the third quarter specifically, they had 14 points. Arlington only had 12 points. DC had several opportunities to take the lead, but after they scored, 
what happened? It was a short kick. Arlington got the ball at the 45-yard line, went down, scored to regain the lead at that point. And it was just every single drive the third quarter. So, you know, it, it's quite interesting how the kickers influenced the game so, so heavily. Um, and, you know, it's... It, it it's I'm just at a loss for it. So it was an amazing game to watch, but a complete shock to the system of um, what would happen. And a lot of people saying it was scripted because, you know, obviously the first ever time you see XFL 2023 in the rock, he's wearing the Arlington's jersey, uh, Renegade's jersey, and blah, 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 blah. But you know what? Congratulations to the city of Arlington, Dallas. It's the championship uh, that you guys have been waiting for since the 90s. And y'all did it with a four and six team, so congratulations to y'all. Uh, so little, I, I wanted to say I had a couple more things here. Yeah, a couple okay. more things. Um, I knew DC was in trouble when uh, Tiamo threw that first interception, and where he got tipped and in, into the end zone. I was like, yeah. man, if, it, if he gets if he's getting intercepted, this is gonna be a long day, and it was. I was like totally expecting him to uh, crawl back in, and they did a little toward the end, but. Um, that was the other thing. Another thing that I think changed the momentum a little bit and uh, changed the game was that cameraman. They had to stop the game for what? 20 minutes? Yes. Um, to yeah, get that cameraman even, out. So that was, I, I have not heard an update on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. So that was a little bit interesting. Um, I mentioned Josh Hammond. He kept him in the game uh, toward the end there. And he, he was, by far their best player on the field um, toward the end, but yeah, it just didn't work out. Um, I didn't put it on here, but I did. I, I did want to mention before we get into the um, get into our results from our prop bets. Uh, Beer snake, Beer snake got uh, turned away at the gate, so to speak. <laughs> did yeah. you did you see the pictures? Did you see the uh, the picture of them bringing the beer snake in? <laughs> I did not see that. I did see, um, and we'll get into this at the end. Um, I, um, I think there is an argument that there was a beer snake in attendance. Um, I did not see a beer snake being tried to being brought into the stadium. Great right. forward thinking by the DC Defenders fans, not knowing mm. how the Alamo don't serves alcoholic beverages to know if they'd be able to make a beer snake. Um, just, but, just bring their own. <laughs> yeah, but that was great. We could go ahead and we could go ahead and get into uh, yeah. The let's get into these uh, extravaganza, and we have a winner. Um, so, so let's so talk we had, about it, and then we'll announce the winner at the end. Yeah, so we had two people that uh, have been religious to us, and thank you to both those, um, both those guys for uh, participating. Uh, one was just a little bit better. One actually did better than you and I. So for the yes. most part, so I'm gonna run through these. Um, for the first one was first half points over under uh, 19 and a half. I took the under. You took the under. Our viewer took the over. And the over wins. Um, 26 points was the total uh, for the first half. Jordan Tiamo passing 220 yards over under. I took the over. You took the under. And um, our viewer took the over and the over won. Um, Let me tell you, not a bad selection there picking the under, though. I will say, because that that one got close with all the interceptions that Tiamo was throwing. Yeah, well, that was surprising. I mean, I figured he that was 
kind of where I thought he would be. He was right there, 245 yards. Uh, but here's the one that I think threw, threw me a little bit. Luis Perez, obviously, MVP of the game. Uh, Over-under was 170 that I had set, and he went 288. <laughs> and we yeah. all took the over on that, so we all got that right. Um, intercepts, total interceptions, three and a half over-under. Um you and I both took the under. Um, our viewer took the over, and we win it with the under. Um, Derek King combined touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, by half. Uh, combined touchdowns for Derek King. Um, you took the over because you're you're a Derek King slappy, and uh, you would have been Stan wrong. or Simp. Thank you. <laughs> okay. The Eric uh, King, Derek Simp. King Simp T-shirts being yeah, made. There we go. <laughs> so. Yeah, so um, obviously he, I, I don't, as far as I know, he didn't get one touch in this game. Um, no. I don't remember seeing him on the field. Um, and so, yeah, obviously the under hit there, and you took the over. Uh, myself and the viewer took the under. Arlington total sacks, two and a half over under. Um, I took the over. Um, you and the viewer took the under, and it was two sacks. So, um yeah, so the under took that. And then the do we see a fourth and 25 play? Our viewers said no. You and I both said yes, and we both were right. I had a feeling that it was going to – there was no there was no point in not trying if you were, if you were close. Um, so D.C. total sacks, three and a half over under, under. Um, it was one. So you and I had the under. Our viewer had the over. Um, extra points combined. Um, this was, I, I set the over at 15 and a half. Boy, this was, <laughs> uh, I took the under, you took the over. Yeah, you took a wild the one. under, and it was four. I, I don't, I, yeah, I, I was just thinking if they actually scored, but no, no one really could do anything on those extra points. That's something, yeah, that's something I think the teams are going to look at this next on the off season when is being a little more efficient um, in those extra points because they do mean something. And then yeah. uh, Stormy, um, well, uh, you took the under. I took the over thinking that Stormy was going to give updates throughout the game. She wasn't even there. So yeah, so that one's kind of why I have a void next to that one. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna void that one out, Stormy. We should we should have actually I should have messaged her and seen where she was at, but she uh she was actually celebrating her engagement. Congratulations to Stormy being engaged. Oh, congratulations! So shout out her. Yeah, yeah she so was she tweeting. Was in- I, I noticed. I noticed all the people that were part of the XFL broadcast team that weren't on the actual broadcast were all live tweeting. So. I did know. Yeah, you get that. invested. Um, You're, it's it's an easy yeah. it's an easy lead to get invested in. Okay, so this one you and I are going to debate real quick. Um, and yes. beer snake appearance, yes or no? Was there a beer snake? Because I'm going to say yes based on they had it on the field. It was just disassembled, and they did mention it so, a couple times. Mm. So I vote yes, but I vote yes for. Um, so I don't know if it's the exact same sequence that you saw that I that I remember so for all attempts purposes just to be transparent I missed the first quarter and I missed the tail end of the final quarter and the ending because I fell asleep 
you know, we got tired. Good job. Um, I woke up and <laughs> the game was over, and I rewatched the ending the next you day. You didn't have Enrique but, wake you up? Mm. No, Enrique don't live with me, bro. Enrique goes home and oh, does his thing. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, enough. no, you know, I got the one bedroom here, but I did mm-hmm. see before I passed out, and I want to say it was entering the fourth quarter. There was a beer snake that security was taken away. And it was like a small one. It was only two, three rows deep. But the fact that security was taking one away, I granted that as a beer snake because the TV announcers also um, recognized it, saying, "Well, I guess." Yeah, they and they said, "I guess they you know, right." He's one. They, he said, "Oh, Texas. beer snake." He said, "He said beer." He he said the. The beer snake, they, they're trying to do it, but they're trying to figure out if they're going to get arrested or not or something to that effect. So, yeah. yeah. So, I, so we both only Texas did rattlesnakes allowed in good. San Antonio. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good reference. Good reference. Um, yeah. So, so I want to uh, shout out to our winner. Wait, uh, there's one more. Cheers. Wait. Oh, one more. oh, oh, shit. Oh, I almost forgot. The rock appearance in the announcer booth. Um, I said no, you said no, our viewer said yes, and it was a no. I didn't know. This one I wasn't sure about. He was all over the place, <laughs> but he wasn't. Yes. He, didn't, he didn't go in the booth. He was definitely there at, at least the beginning on camera. of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah at least from was, what uh, we saw. Obviously, there might mm-hmm. be pictures that say differently online, but we were talking more of the television broadcast and him saying something in the booth. Was he going to be part of the broadcast? Even... Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yeah. which he was not. But go ahead and uh, tell tell the winner, uh, MG. Yeah. So, um, and then I have one one other thought before we go into the rest of this. Um, so, cheers for beers um, on Twitter. Uh, he was the one that um, a bomb for gave us a for run beers. for our money. Yeah, and uh, so. So uh, I don't know how you want to do it. You want to have him DM us on the uh, XFL? Uh, yeah, so uh, I will go ahead and have – I will have Enrique go ahead and send Cheers to Beers a DM um, to get your size on T-shirts and what color Habibi T-shirt uh, person mode. I don't know if Cheers for Beers is a guy or girl, so I'm going to say person. I'm uh, not going to assume gender right now, but cheers to beers. Um, XFL pod t-shirt and a Habibi t-shirt. We will DM you for details to get that out to you. Thank you so much for playing. And um, mm. the the other Shout guy, out to our, uh, Mystic. our guy, Mystic. Yeah. Yes. He was a little, he uh, didn't, he didn't fare as well as the uh, other guy, but you know, Hey, shout out for playing, man. We appreciate you yeah. all season. You've been with us. So definitely. All right. Um, but MG and I had, yeah. Before we go into the uh, last part here, um, I have one, one thing to bring up. Dean Bandino was really kind of they didn't really use him as much. You notice how they kind of weren't going back to them as much as they were during the season, as far as in the booth. And it's one thing I did notice. He was a little less um, out there. He was still there, but not as much. I don't know if the the plays just better and they weren't replaying as much or if that had something to do with it, but it seemed like he took kind of a back step this week. Yeah. Mm. I will say it's, it felt like there were a lot less questionable plays. If yeah. You get what I mean? Like that, that's where mm-hmm. he would be more useful in those plays where we need to answer immediately and we could listen in and they're talking about it, but minus the three interceptions, there really wasn't 
that many fumbles, turnovers, like contested catches where you really need the review. Like the game was a pretty clean game, black and white the whole way down. Definitely, definitely. All right, we should so put a over under right. Dean Blandino appearances on the uh, on the. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. We'll have to. We'll have more options for that next next time because. So yes, we'll have we'll be able to have some fun with that going forward because that, that I I really enjoyed doing that. That was kind of neat. Um, and let's so, get into right. let's get into some of these uh, XFL players that have signed free agent contracts with an NFL team. MG, I'm going to run the list down yeah. and then we'll react to it afterwards. Um, ben I do DiNucci. want to say one quick before you before you okay. do that. I just want to make sure people understand the list before previous weeks was invited to camps and they had their rookie camps this last weekend from, I think all the NFL teams did. Um, yes. So all these guys were there and they performed well enough. And now these are, these are the ones actually signed contracts that are allowed into camp, into the facility. They are on the 90 man workout. Yes. Okay. And shoot, run it down for us. So, Ben DiNucci, the Seattle Sea Dragons quarterback, is now calling Denver home as he has signed a contract with the Denver Broncos. Uh, John Parker Romo, the kicker for the San Antonio Brahmas, is going to Detroit. Uh, Stay away from FanDuel, John Parker Romo, but you will be invited (laughs) to be a kicker of the Lions. Jacquez Patrick... uh, from the San Antonio Brahmas, the running back, he is going to the Broncos. Bryce Thompson, safety for the Seattle Sea Dragons, has signed a contract with the Miami Dolphins, taking his talents down to South Beach. The St. Louis uh, St. Louis Battlehawks cornerback Luke Barco has signed a contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then Lucas Dennis, safety from the St. Louis Battlehawks. So. That Battlehawk secondary, getting some looks there, is going to the ATL, and he has signed with the Atlanta Falcons. So, MG. Let's yes, talk sir. about the first one because there's only one that is on w- one of our NFL teams, and that is John Parker Romo, the Lions kicker now, or one mm-hmm. of the Lions kickers. So, I'm going to ask you point blank. Do you think John Parker Romo earns a spot on the Lions 53-man roster? I will reiterate, we don't talk much NFL, but because we're getting into the NFL season and we'll come back and we'll talk about the schedule of the show coming we're, up. We're probably going to sprinkle some more in here and there. I could see us doing that. Yes, uh-huh. especially <laughs> with um, keeping up with all these guys that get NFL contracts. Um, but, yeah, so John Parker Romo, Lions, he, MG. He will. Do you think he, he makes will. the Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Yeah. Sorry. Um, for all those that don't know, this is the first year that the NFL was doing one cut in the offseason. So normally mm-hmm. they used to do start with a 90-man roster. First week in the preseason, they cut it down. Then the next week they cut it down more until ultimately they get to the 53-man roster about a week before the NFL regular season kicks off. This year... None of that. 90 to 53. So they will be there all preseason, and then at that final cut date is when they will be gone. Not saying that these guys won't get cut earlier. There's always that possibility, but how the NFL is doing it this year is doing the 90-man roster, cutting it down to 53. So, MG, John Parker Romo, does he make the Lions 53-man roster? I think he does. Um, And if he doesn't, he's going to get on somewhere. 
I think kickers, I think I mentioned this in one of the earlier shows, kicker is the one position where I think getting reps um, helped these guys and made them, made them more consistent. So, yeah, I do think he makes it um, on our – we our, our kicker, I mean, I forget the guy's name off, uh, Bagley maybe, um, he struggled a little bit. So if he struggles, this guy might be the answer. We will see. Um, is there any other people that that had that uh, stand out to you as pot potentially being able to make a team? So so what uh what week does Russell Wilson get benched for Ben DiNucci? That's my question to you. <laughs> um, if you were to ask me, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I, I mean, obviously don't think that that will realistically happen, but I would love to no, see it. But... <laughs> I mean, I just want to see. I want to see death to all Broncos. Um, not not really death. Don't wish death upon anybody. But as a Raiders fan, fuck them all. Um, I did see. I don't a know, man. Where um, with with Sean Payton there, I you know he's going to run a we- a different offense. Um, so I did see a quote where he seemed to like uh, Danucci. So, um. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I could see you know, him. I could see him, him making it. Yeah, as a backup, I definitely could see him making yeah. it. Um, the other one, uh, uh, Jacks Pack, uh, Patrick, uh, the Broncos. Jacquez Patrick. I think he. Yeah. Jacquez. Jesus, I screwed that up again. I still am bad with these names. Uh, yeah, I think he has a chance too. Um, and then, I mean, but yeah. Danucci, I think, might make it. I think Romo has a chance definitely to make um make the fifty-three. And then um these other guys are I think some a lot of I, I would almost say all these guys are gonna make a practice squad at the very least. So yeah. you know, and that's a and then that's possibly a good first rejoin step for the XFL next season for another yeah. another go around. Yeah, it just but depends on how much wear and tear on the body. Yeah. Yes indeed. Mm. I think it's about that time. Uh, to start wrapping it up here, let's just put yeah. us back into two box, and I will uh, go ahead and break down kind of what we're thinking for oh. the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are going to take a mini hiatus. Obviously, we went 19 uh, episodes deep, 19 episodes strong, covering you from uh, before the season started all the way to the championship game, and we will remain with you all summer. So the next time you will hear from us will be about in three weeks. We will come back at the beginning of June to drop an episode talking all about our kind of in-depth look at the 2023s in any changes we would like to see for 20, all that stuff and recap like what we just, what we picked at the very beginning of the year and all of that stuff. We are going to take a yes. deep dive. Enrique will be hired at work and uh, digging up our hot takes from the first couple episodes. Um, and we're going to discuss all of that. We're going to take a little bit of a hiatus since we have been going strong. And then after that, we will keep you informed um, with everything else going on. Uh, we plan to be here all summer. It's not going to be a weekly thing. Sorry. Lives are done uh but (laughs) you will be able to find mg and i every week can't tell you what day on the matt men podcast so go ahead subscribe to that matt men pro wrestling um but follow us at xfl pod for all updates on what's going on with the show we will stay active on our social media accounts enrique is in charge of that mg do you have anything to say to the people before we get out of here 
I have one request to the XFL. One, I want to put this in the ether and we can revisit it on our bigger show um, later this summer. St. Louis, that's where the championship game needs to be next season. No questions asked. And I will leave you with that. All right. Well, I am Jonathan Risk. As always, you can follow me at Official Risk on all social media. That right there is the general MG Geek. You can follow him at the number two Fight Forever on Twitter. Until next time, we have been the XFL Podcast. Peace. is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long